Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast today. My guest is Jeff from Flying Heart Brewing Company. Been a podcast listener for a long time. We've been chatting back and forth on social media and he's finally able to join me for an episode of the show. They have a brewery and a pizzeria. And they are in a unique area and they talk about, well, he, they being Jeff, talks about how they find locations, their concept, why their concept works with pizza and brewing, why they did it and why they're growing and expanding. And how they find people. That's another thing that a lot of people ask me about. So this episode is great. I think you're going to get a lot out of this. I had fun talking to Jeff. I think you're going to have fun time listening to this podcast. If you want to join me as a guest, go to smartpizzamarketing.com. Again, there is all the resources and links we talk about on this podcast episode, plus all of the products that I recommend, whether that be like today's podcast is thanks to Mail Shark and Stanislaus Tomatoes. You can go check out all the links over on the recommended page on smartpizzamarketing.com. Go sign up for our email newsletter. We send out an email newsletter every Thursday with not only the information from this podcast and our YouTube videos, but also articles that I think are you should be reading. We also send out things that I don't put out on this podcast. So go sign up on our website, smartpizzamarketing.com. Let's get into, oh, before we get into today's episode, here's our sponsors. Thank you so much to them, Mail Shark and Stanislaus Tomatoes. Today's podcast is brought to you by The Mail Shark, themailshark.com forward slash SPM. If you're looking for direct mail, postcards, flyers, new menus, check out The Mail Shark. They've been working with pizzerias like yourself or hopeful pizzerias like yourself for many, many years now. They're my trusted source for coupons postcards, mailers. And the cool thing about what the Mail Shark does is they work with you with your budget to set it up so that way you pay weekly. You don't have to pay a huge upfront fee for your mailings. You get to pay as they go out. Great company, great people. They've been doing it for so long and they've been a friend of the podcast for a very long time. If you want some information about what they do that can help you, themailshark.com forward slash SPM. Today's podcast is brought to you by Stanislaus food products. Head to Stanislaus.com. These are great tomatoes. Whatever kind of pizza you're making, whether it be at home or at the pizzeria or in a restaurant, go check out Stanislaus.com. They have the best tomatoes. And you know what the best part about Stanislaus is? It's a family-run company. If you go to the expos or any restaurant expo, you see their big booth. They're very friendly. They're accommodating. They want you to use the best possible product that fits your pizza. And that's why I enjoy them. And they're great people. They are really great people. It's a family-run business. They also have a great newsletter called La Trattoria where you can go sign up and they give you ideas and inspiration through the email once a week. And it's just a great company. Stanislaus.com. You can also follow them on Instagram at Stanislaus Tomatoes and really support them because they support the podcast, which allows me to do this show for you every single week. And I love and appreciate all the companies like Stanislaus that supports the podcast and they've been a supporter for a long time. So shout out to them. I appreciate them. And I think you should go check them out. All right. I'm I'm excited for my podcast today. Jeffrey, thank you so much for taking the time out and joining me on the show. Bruce, thank you for having me. I've been waiting to do this for a long time. I know what thank took us so again. long. We should have been, we should have done this a long time ago. <laughs> uh, our stupid selves opened up three breweries within uh, two in the past two years. So we just keep going and going and going. There you go. Before we get too deep, give us a little background about what you do, where you do it, and how you do it. All right. So uh, our place is called Flying Heart Brewing and Pub. We've been around since 2014-15. Um, 2017, we started making the transaction, getting out of brewing distribution and staying in-house like a brew pub. 
And then I brought the pizza game into the world, and then we'll go way into that later. But um, 2018 opened up as a restaurant. 2021 opened one up about an hour away from here. And then last summer opened one up an hour south of here. So you're a brewery. So, that's where you started as a brewery. Primarily, yes, but I'm the food guy. So okay. that's, that's my little contribution. That's funny. Not funny, but a lot of breweries have food trucks or pizza pop-ups because they just focus on, you know, the brewery part of the business and not necessarily right. the food part of the business. So you're kind of combining those two together. Yeah, just come to one place and it's all there. That's great. And you do it all in-house? Can't, can't. Yes, sir. Um, we just, I don't know how, where we want to start on this, but yeah. we had our dough outsourced just for consistency purposes. And then during the C word, um, you had a whole bunch of live um kind of like meet and greets on your podcast and um anthony is it anthony felt um falco yeah uh, i forgot yeah so he was online and i on, on your podcast and i got a couple questions in about outsourcing dough and all that and then we started doing the meticulous machine to kind of stage us up for uh, franchising ah. so yeah we're those guys <laughs> nice so now you make it who would you outsource it to like how did you find someone to outsource it to so um well let's start from the beginning so i was approached by my two best friends who owned this originally flying heart brewing and then uh hey we want to bring food at the time i just retired out of the air force um always loved food i was working with my wife at her bakery and once i retired started doing the sandwich thing i was doing kind of like a food truck thing hitting all the other breweries kind of made a name for myself and then at that point they asked hey do you want to be a partner i'm like hell yeah so it went to the pizza expo 2017 got as smart as i could on that and then every weekend pizzas in my backyard different style dough sausage cheese toppings kept going from there and then it'd be to the point we're just so sick of pizza we had a crust bucket everyone just take a bite spit it in there write down your comments <laughs> and you know how that one goes yeah. and then um ever since then it is it has not stopped oh wow so very thankful that's but great. the research so you, was done how long when, how long were you researching before you kind of like all right i got i kind of because you never really have your recipe figured out you haven't figured out enough but it's always something that you're tweaking and working on like when did how long did it take you from start to finish to say all right you know what this is good enough to charge people money for i think at our six month part at a six month time frame, we were on point like this is it, this is the dough. We we cold proof our dough for right at three days, which lets that yeast do the work. Yeah. So you're you're not feeling it the next day. Um just the little processes going to the pizza expo does help. And then I did like what you said a couple of weeks ago, or at least when I heard that podcast about the expo. I'm it was a lot of pageantry, but good information if if you choose to take it. Yes. But it was it was almost like prom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You said it right. It's a you, it, you did it the right way. And I suggest, listen, as much as I give the expo shit sometimes, I mm -hmm. uh, I think that if it's a guy like you who's getting started in the business and doesn't really know it or is looking for information, it's a great place if you're new. But once is. you've been in the business for three or four years and you've gone once or twice, it's not. I, I don't think it's something that you need to do every single year unless you are like you said, part of that pageantry and part of that group where you just go and you meet people and you're not really there. All the people who's at the Pizza Expo that's part of that group don't necessarily go to look at the equipment and, and they just right. go to hang out. It's just a hangout. It is. 
which is cool too. You yeah. Know? Um, that's your but thing. Like for, for me, we like to take our up and coming managers yeah. and bring them every couple of years just so they can see what we see yeah. and just all the little ideas, get ideas for pies and so forth, so forth like that. But it's a good, listen, it's a, it's a good show. It's got a lot of information. It's it a really is. big show. So if you're in pizza, you're I wouldn't have learn. traded for the world. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not a good contact. So that's great. I'm glad that you did that. And, you know, you, the, you got some information and now you're, you're doing some pizza. So in all of your locations, do you serve pizza now? Yes, sir. All locations serve pizza. We do wings, salads, the big old 10 inch pretzels. We make our own beer cheese, oh, really? beer, beer mustard. So it works out pretty good. It's it's a homegrown business. That's funny. Nice I just here. I just recorded a podcast last week. It didn't come out yet, um, but it was with K Jack Pizza. It's gonna I think it's gonna come out this week or next as of the recording of this. So if you're listening to this, it probably already came out. Uh, but they he they, this guy started as a pretzel maker. That's funny that you said you make your own homemade pretzels. Wow. Yeah, and then he uh, transitioned that into a dough recipe, which is pretty interesting. Oh, that'd be a nice tight dough with a pretzel dough. Yeah. Ooh. It was interesting to talk to him. I'm, uh, it's weird that you brought that up that you guys start there too. What's the so I've been to I've been in New Orleans once. So my only experience mm-hmm. in Louisiana is going to New Orleans one time, and there was a couple good pizzerias there. But like, what's the pizza scene like in New Orleans? Um, I don't go to New Orleans, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's fine. I I just rather go to Dallas. But like even like where we're at, there's there's one Napoli style, which is is Frank's, which totally the the brick domed oven 90 second cook time where we're more of the the hangout the cheers kind of place i mean you walk in here and everybody knows you it's just this weird cult following we have a lot of customers they get this little tattoo the emblem on their body every time they, oh, really? in, they get a free beer it's weird i love That's it but it's just it's hard to it's it's just different but what kind so what kind of pizza do you serve so we're traditional. I would, I don't know if you can say traditional anymore, but um, New York style. So okay. um, we use the Seven Eleven base sauce. Um, we are using Saputo cheese and our dough, and it's just the proofing. I think if that dough is not where it needs to be, you don't need to be serving it. Just from experience. Yeah, yeah, and it is your customer base used to that style of pizza like what is it are the people there from there or are they so, like transplants a lot of transplants were right next to an air force base okay and it's very no one's from here put it that way yeah yeah it's kind of like florida so the, like if you're in florida the, the pizza scene there is a lot right. of people from new jersey from new york from california that or not necessarily california but up north that go down to south to end up there yeah and that's where I'm from originally, so I got to see a lot of that uprising of the pizza culture there. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of places um, around. And you know what I like now? The internet makes people a little bit more sophisticated when it comes to pizza. It's not just like going to the chain or going to a place that you recognize. It's more they kind of aware of what kind of good pizza is, and they see it online, and they, they search it out. So I'm sure that that's helpful. Yeah, and then especially like we're this we're at our kind of mother location right now, and this whole strip that in front of us is open container. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight restaurants down this one strip, big huge concert venue. I mean, you're coming here on a Friday night; it's an hour and a half wait for a table. Really? So it gets stupid. Wow. So you're really heavily location dependent, but that's a good location to be at. 
Right. Very touristy. We have casinos right down the road from us, but that's really not our our clientele. I mean, we get some onesies, twosies, but it's just the core people of, of the city itself that, that keep us going. And, and you we don't love do delivery? Do you do, do you do delivery or anything? So we used to, but around here, um, you're you're about four or five miles to even get to where our clientele lives. Oh, wow. So we started the ghost kitchen thing through a third party, which we used to use third party before. Yeah. But it would be Sunday night. Someone calls an order at 7 o'clock. The person's not getting there until 9 to pick it up. Oof. And then that's your brand. Yeah. So for a while, we swore off third parties. It was just getting to the point where, come on, guys. Just bring the damn pizza. Yeah. So. <laughs> so now you don't do any of that? You just do all – you just do like dine-in? Yeah, dine-in. And then we got the ghost kitchen, which we're still messing around with that. And that's actually running pretty good. And it's just – it's a it's a different income revenue when you already have that the back of the house manned already. So it's just a couple more pizzas here and there. And then if it gets too busy in house, we just shut it off. So uh, we're not having to mess with it. So is that pizza related, or is it a different name? Or so it- pizzas, pizzas, and so it's not our brand. It's um, freaking good pies. Just, we just tried it out, see what would happen. Yeah, that's interesting. It's working pretty good. Is it really? So, so you, getting, yeah, so you kind of came up with another name, another logo. So if so, the only way that people find that is through searching on those third-party apps, right? And like how we're branded, I mean, it doesn't even say pizza on here at all. Yeah. Which you know we probably could change that, but we didn't know how it was going to work, so we didn't want to commit and up pizza flops, and now we're doing cheeseburgers, and it, it says pizza on it. It's funny you say that because I just looked. At, I was looking at your website before we got on here, and. Uh... It doesn't say anything about pizza, really, unless you go to the menu mm-hmm. and, like, dive deep. But, yeah, I was listening to the podcast yesterday. We do a lot of driving between all three of our stores, me and my other business partner. So I get a lot of podcast time, and he was saying something similar to where – and you had actually said it to where word of mouth is just priceless. And you get that, that cult following, and really – I mean, we do have a decent Facebook game, I think. We have yeah. a full-time person that does that, and we're always on it. Um, we're Every month we do a monthly special, so like this month's kind of like a, I guess you would say like a stoner pizza. So my oldest daughter was talking about, she lives up in Jersey, was talking about, oh, Taco Bell took away the Mexican pizza. Oh, yeah. So we took cauliflower crust, threw some beans and some ground beef on it, enchilada sauce, threw that thing through, selling like hotcakes. Is it really? Almost like Tony Bologna style, you know, just who the hell thinks of this crap, Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got to have fun with it. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, you can't. There's like those pizza purists, I call them, where it's like they get they get mad at you for putting anything unusual on a pizza. But you know what? Who cares what somebody else eats on their pizza? Like, I don't care less what you eat. Good is pizza. good. Yeah. Good is good. If it's good, it's good. Exactly. If someone buys it and you can sell it, whatever. Like, I think you're you have to decide what kind of business you are, right? Like, some maybe you are just a slice shop and you have only two slices of, of or two different pies, and that's all you do, and that's it. Great. But if you're a restaurant right. and you want to like mess around with it and play around with it, who cares, right? Oh yeah. A uh, neat thing was earlier. I think it was in July. Um, PMQ or Pizza Today. One of them had a little thing saying about oh enter this little, I don't know if it was a contest, but we made it to the top 25 pizzerias to look out for in the country. Oh, wow. So that was a nice little feather in a cap. Yeah. It came out in January. What kind of criteria so, did they look for in order to like be qualified um, for that? 
sales. Um, we do a lot of charity work with local charities around here. Um, we also have a little program called Flying Heart Cares. So we can't help out the schools because it says brewing and pub. So we just have it just little emblem says Flying Heart Cares. So we'll do their fundraisers on Tuesday nights, do 20% of proceeds for profits and do it around that way. But we're very heavily into the community. Um, we are very heavily into supporting local music especially during the C word, um, that's, that was our turnaround, like live music. Everyone wants to get out of the house, get out in front of the TV and, and be entertained. Huh? That's a great, so flying hard cares. So you can't donate to the school cause your name says brewing on it. Well, they, they don't like to have us like we can't advertise like in the baseball stadium because we just do the, the emblem. It just says flying hard cares and everyone's automatically good with it. Right, right, right. So that's just like a subcategory of what you do, and you say, "All right, this is right. What, this is our donation slash charitable foundation kind of thing." Right. Well, that's a, that's a good right, idea right, for right, those right. brewers out brewers out there because like, even though you you have brewing in your name and they you can't advertise and the the parents and still go. I'm sure that a lot of parents that live in the area go to you guys and hang out. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's weird every time you go. It reminds me. It's like one time we were at at Target, and there's little. Young young couple with their little probably five six year old son, and dad's like, "Hey, what do you want for dinner?" He's like, "I want to go to Flying Heart. I want a pepperoni pizza." And I'm just like, looked at my wife, and she's like, "Bam!" It was so awesome. <laughs> it is fun as a pizza guy, like a community pizza guy. I used to get recognized all the time whenever you go somewhere. It's, it's like you're a local celebrity. Yeah, good and bad. <laughs> True. So you always, you always got to be on your best behavior. You, you just got to be clean cut all the time <laughs> and you never know when it's going to be like one of those people that's like oh you're the you know pizza guy at xyz and you're like yeah and like last time you guys totally messed up my pizza and like you're with your family and you're like damn it i'm just fucking trying to eat what the yeah, hell right? yeah exactly you gotta call me out right in front of everybody can't just send an email or something yeah where are you parked <laughs> <laughs> true very true yeah so you gotta be careful like you said because people are always Either you never know if you're going to get bombarded with a good compliment or something, a problem that somebody had so or, at some point against or, your business. Or my favorite thing is the uh, text at seven o'clock at night and you haven't talked to this person in years. Hey, can I get a table for eight? And it's like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, right. It's like <laughs> Friday even, or hello, Saturday too. Like, boom. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, so what are you guys up to now? How many locations do you guys have total right now? So we were at currently at three, probably going to hit seven and a half between all three this year in sales. Wow. That's great. And then thank you. And then, uh, working on franchising packaging now, getting all the menus fortified equipment packages. And basically, I mean, I love what I do, but I'm almost 51. It's not sustainable. You know, that restaurant life's hard. It is, but just setting up like a, a little dynasty, I guess, to where, you know, we'll still be in it, but we're not in the, 40, 50, 60 hour grind between yeah. three stores. We're just there for support. Yeah. My favorite thing is, go ahead. Yeah, you can do that support from anywhere too, right? Right. And my favorite thing is just, they call it, so everyone calls me Jeffro. It's like, oh, where's Jeffro? He's Jeffroing, talking to the customers, always got a beer in my hand. Just, you know, that old school, how a restaurant should be like interacting with the customers knowing their kids and then you know since we've been open watching everyone's kids graduate and then go to college it's like either i'm getting old or time's just going by faster than anyone can pay attention to 
It does. It does. It does. Time does go by. I, I, I say that all the time. Like, as you get older, time goes by so fast. Even, like, me doing this podcast, I've been doing it so long now that I've had guests that were, you know, on early on, you know, in the first year or two that have come back on. It's like, wow. It feels like we talked a year ago, but it was seven years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's bad. I know. You see, like, kids that come in with their parents and they're – five or six and then the, the the next thing you know they're coming in with their girlfriends you're like what the hell happened how did that how did all that time go by so quick <laughs> but but it's who, like go ahead sorry yeah no so i love the uh franchising thing who how are you guys setting that up like did you have somebody help you with that or are you doing it all yourself no um we looked at doing it ourselves i think it's way cheaper in the legality wise purposes to to pay for it up front because then some if there's they know the business, so it's, yeah. you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. It's already there. And going, I think going that route, it, it makes a, a secure investment for the franchisee to make sure they have a, a set, guide, set standard to go by and operational standards. So like here, um, I did 23 years in the Air Force, so this place is very, very structured. Um, I have bathroom checklists. We have deep clean checklists. I mean, we are, we invite the health inspector inspector to come in and they always come in Friday afternoon when you're getting smashed (laughs) and it's like, Oh, we need to look at your kitchen. It's like, um, here you go. Here's your temps. Goodbye. And it's like five minutes and they're out. But, um, I I love, I love what I do. Thank you for your service, by the way. Hey, appreciate it, man. I had Uh, fun. Yeah. My friend was in the air force. My best friend. Uh, growing up was in the Air Force. He was in the uh, Air Force. I think he was in the Air Force for like 12 or 13 years in Minot, North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cold. I thought yeah. Alaska was cold. No, that's cold. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, dude, it's horrible. It's like so cold here. Because I always complain about the weather in Boston and how I hate the coldness. And he's like, dude, you got – it's like Boston compared to Minot is like Orlando. Yeah. You know, so don't complain yeah, about that. Yeah, you are that. not lying. <laughs> no, um, you can. But, but but I want to get back to the franchising because I've always been, even when I was operating my business, we've all, we always thought about franchising. But the 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 tasks of getting everything organized and making sure you have a system in place and then like the process was always kind of daunting. Where would you suggest somebody starts if they want to look to franchise their business? Like, where should they start? Like, making sure everything's organized is that the first step? Um. Make sure I'm not. I'm gonna say it frankly. Your shit can't stink. You gotta have your 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 processes down 100. percent And so we're we got a couple people we're bringing on board for a GM in our other location. 17 years in the business. We have another friend, partial owner of our West Monroe store, and um, high end restaurant experience. 20 years. So we got a, a wealth of knowledge, but. We have them looking at, say, our, our line checks. Um, our beer lines get cleaned every week. I mean, it's we have – I probably just went off on a tangent there. No, no, but I like it. Keep going. All our project – I mean, all our processes – I mean, I I got my QAQCs on a, on a program called ExpandShare, and I can – where I'm at, I can be in Mexico and see if they're getting their stuff done. And it's nice. It's not, not trying to be like a Hitler-esque kind of – business but it's knowing what if you're it's trusting but verifying yeah i think that's that's what you have to do i think that's helpful for the staff though i think a lot of places aren't organized and the staff comes in 
and the owner or manager has expectations for the staff, but the staff doesn't mm-hmm. know really what that expectation is, and then the right. manager or owner gets know. unhappy. Yeah, if they don't know what to do, how are they going to do it? Yeah, it's like beating a dog for pissing on the carpet 30 <laughs> minutes after it pissed on the carpet. Right. And then you rub its nose in it, so now you got to clean the carpet and the puppy. It makes no sense. So right. It's, so you got to be on it. So you get right down all the checklists. So when you're looking for someone, they come in, they know exactly what the expectation is to make sure that that restaurant is run successfully. Yep. We got new employee packets. They have to do menu tests just so um, we're always, we have 24 taps at this location of all beer that we make. So beer knowledge is a big thing. Pizza knowledge, um, gluten-free stuff. We have a couple of vegans that come in. They bring their own cheese because that stuff just doesn't last long. Yeah, but we're happy to do it for them. It's just we don't sell enough to justify doing it. Right. And then uh, we were getting ready to put a brewery north of Boston, Texas, but it just never worked out. They couldn't get the land done, pros or built, so we just pulled out of that and went to the franchise route instead. Huh. So is the franchise a brewery and the pizzeria, or are they separate? Yes, sir. So it's kind of geared to say you're a home brewer, right? Yeah. And you love to. And then you can have your buddies come and brew beer. We'll supply you with the staples, kind of like how Twin Peak does. They have their staple beers. You guys have Twin Peaks up there? I've heard of it, but I'm not familiar. Tell me what it is. It's kind of like a, a Hooters, just different, more mountainous style, lumberjack style. But okay. they got their own labels of beers. And um, going that route to where we will supply them with the beers, and then they can brew whatever their beers they want to. And then the pizza side, we're going to make it as mindless as possible to where make it round, throw it on here. So we just start portioning everything because at our newest location, food costs were just going nuts. Yeah. And I think we supplied a whole nother restaurant for a month's worth of chicken wings and bacon. (laughs) So we started using the POS um, to narrow down to, and it, we use another program called Craftable so we can see our theoreticals and our actuals. And um, we pinpointed where it was, moved the camera by another walk-in. We could see what was going on and started doing, basically taking our ordering right to that end where it's going to wear, where it's going to, we're going to dry out of supply. Yeah. And the truck's coming in the next day. Like I was at our Natchitoches store yesterday and we had three cases of cheese left. And I'm like, perfect and that'll get us through that night and just operate at a minimalistic um supply level and you shouldn't have a problem especially with theft because then oh there's nothing there i can't steal it right what's the name of the thing that software you use craftable craftable so it also no plugs here but um it combines (laughs) using it that's fine into toast and it just makes our life easier like doing p l's and and all that because we're myself like i'm a foodie i don't, I don't give a shit about food costs none of that where but if you want to make a living and right. we have over 200 employees between three stores and well now i have to be responsible for those people to make a living so if you're not running a tight ship you're, you're gonna lose it and you won't even know it. It'll happen by the time you figure it out and you're done. Definitely. So I've never really had success using softwares for inventory. Is it easy to use? It's only as effective as the person putting in the inventory. Right. So we do 
um, protein inventories twice a day. So just, I guess it's more of a scare tactic. I know what's in them, but just to keep them managers looking what's going on because, and also that's in one of our other programs so we can see what's going on. Excuse me. Yeah. And we have eyes on everything because we can't be everywhere all the time. Right. So we got to live too, but keeping it just to where they know we're looking and it's not a eye against them. It's just a teamwork, just trying to make it as fluid as possible. So what do they do with like in the morning and then at night or is it like mid shift? So yeah, like they, that? the line checks are done right about 10 o'clock in the morning and that it's only seven items to inventory. So that's not a lot. No, it takes five minutes. Yeah. But it just keeps them honest. That's good. I like that too. And it keep, lets them know, be, you know, because they would need to know what's going on too. It probably teaches them to watch the inventory and to know when they're having busy times and slow times and how much to use and how much to order more of or what, what item has been popular. Right. So, yeah, the past, say, we were not doing well at our newest location. And it's a really small town, but it's a college town. And I guess college kids have changed since our old days. Yeah. And it's just a different crowd. But, you know, that that store now is running efficiently. Me and my other business partner, Ben, and we just, he took the liquor side in the front of the house side. I took the back of the house side and just, we collapsed on it with the managers there just to, to train them and say, hey, this is what we're looking for. So there's no he said, she said, said, and they could effectively do their job. And then one day, um, my guy that's in charge of the kitchen, back of the house, he's like, um, can I start doing this again? Because I think I got this. I'm like, you sure? And then just, you know, just there for support. But he's got it now and he is running that show just as efficiently as possible. That's great. So he needs he needed the tools and the system right. in order to do that. Once he had that, he was good to go. Yep. That's awesome. And it's just they're just verifying and just being there to support. That's who does it? Who, do and, they do their own ordering and stuff? Yeah. So I got oversight through we're using US Foods currently, and um, I see everything they're doing. Yeah. And then I'll, I could check on the POS and look at numbers, what's sold, how many doughs, how many red pies, white pies, whatever. And then um, I can base from last week's sales to this week's sales what they should be ordering. So you can assist with that if they need. They do the order, but you can assist right. with it. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of tell. You get a, you get a flow going too when you do inventory, and you, especially after you've been doing it for a couple of years, it's pretty cyclical, right? Like last year is pretty similar. Oh, yeah. It may be a percentage higher, but it's still seasons, right? Where you have good busy seasons, slow seasons, busy weeks, slow weeks, and you can kind of know when those are coming after you've been doing it for a while. Yeah, and like this location is is weird because we're right on twenty. So summertime, everyone just let out of school last week, and you got all the traffic coming from Dallas going to the beach, down the Gulf Coast, and they're always stopping here. And it's like you'll see everyone with their campers or whatnot, and it's just yeah. we don't really get a slow season. Huh. I mean, that's a good problem to have, though, right? Yeah, and then our staffing, our manning is doing awesome. We're we're fortunate because, I mean, we do go short sometimes, but um, we will kick in ourselves like, oh, shit, I need to run. I need to pull dough for a little bit and yeah. spin pies. No big deal. But we're not above any of that. We're all about making everyone on this team successful. 
because if not, you won't be. Yeah, no, you got to be able to be, you know, you have to have a system in place in order to do that. But if you have to hop in, you have to hop in. It's good to, I was talking to somebody the other day too, and they're like, because I don't do, I don't operate a pizzeria anymore. And they were asking me like, do you miss it? I'm like, you know what? I kind of miss it. I miss doing it. I don't miss having to do it, if that makes sense. Right. You know? Like, I miss making pizzas on a night, a Friday night. I don't miss having to be there to make pizzas to make sure everything goes smoothly. That's what I don't miss about it. And then closing and flipping. Yeah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then opening the next morning and then all the phone calls, you know? And then you think about what, what happens in a pizzeria and what you're all responsible for when you're the owner. It's just like, you know what? I don't miss that. I do wish I was like pizzerias around me that would be like, you know, I'm just going to go pop in, hang out for a Friday night, make some pizzas, or a Saturday night, make some pizzas every once in a while. I would like to do that. Oh, I'm, I would love that. That would be just go in like a guest, like, what is it, the pizza show on one of those damn channels? Um, what's his name does it out of Best Pizza? Frank. Frank, Frank Pinello. Yeah. And, um, like, he, he does guest things like that. And yeah, that's what I would like to do. Just kind of cool hang out for a little bit. Um, the Get some flour on me and roll. <laughs> exactly. You know, there's not a lot of pizzerias where I am. I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I think about it, and I like to do it, so maybe there's some pizzerias out there that email me, and I'll, I'll come in and hang out with you guys for a little bit and hang out and make pizzas. That'd be fun. I would love it. That'd be uh, neat. That would be cool. So back to, real quick, my last question about the franchising thing. Like, sure. How much does it cost? If someone wanted to franchise a brewery like yours or your business, Like, how much does that cost? How much do they need to set aside? <laughs> to do it right, yeah. um, if, if you're equipped with four kidneys, you'll probably need five. So you're, you're probably... <laughs> If you're right about seventy five thousand, yeah, to to get a proper package and make it to where there's there's no questions asked, and say I sell you a franchise and we didn't go this route, I mean that leaves a lot of room for error, and we just want it to be as seamless as possible. Yeah, the, the, so, there's pros and cons for franchising, right? The pros are you get a system that's ho- hopefully. Uh, been in use for a while that you can have thank you uh you can have some track record on right like you can see what they've done right. and how they've worked the kinks out because if you are starting a business no matter what business you're starting if you're going to open your own brewery from scratch and you've never done it before it's probably going to be seventy five thousand dollars worth of mistakes you're going to make before you get it right <laughs> hopefully yeah right at the minimum <laughs> you know hopefully there's not more than that but at least so you're better off going with a team that has done it already so, yeah, it was funny, like, how this place started when I was stationed up in Alaska. I was up there eight and a half years, and there was a pizza place called the Moose's Tooth. And um, highest um, revenue pizza, independent pizzeria in the country a couple years ago. And when I was up there, they just, they expanded three times. And I'm just like, what the hell? What's wow. their magic? And it was just, it'd be negative whatever outside in the winter. And there's a line out the door to get a growler fill for the monthly release beer. And I'm like, so we all kind of sat down. So my other partners, I got Ben, Ben and myself. So sat down and like, that's kind of what we want to do. And then, um, listen to your podcast before all this started, you know, this, there's one episode about different size pies. So we kept a one size pie because a, that's all you have to worry about. Say, Oh shit, we didn't sell mediums this week. Now we got all this dough. What are we going to do with it? Yeah. And our kitchen at this location is 16 by 16 square with a dish pit on the side. Eight foot <laughs> build station. So 
if you need to change your mind, you got to go outside because that's the <laughs> room for it. And then our walk-ins, the other side of the building, so there's always ferrying going on. And um, just I forgot where I was going with that, but anyways. <laughs> no, so one size pizza. Yeah, I wish I if I was doing my menu over. That's the one mistake we made. We had a huge ass menu, and it was just like you know what? It was just too much to do. And it, it, we opened a second location with the same menu, and it was just a nightmare because it's you're training all these new people to do something that you, we had a system in place for. But it was all people who have been there for a while, so they were kind of used to it. And adding one thing to the right. menu was not hard for them because they were used to doing so many. But when someone's new and they've never done it before, you're throwing a hundred menu items at them at one time, and it's just right. like hard to hard to have it's, them mentally the mental capacity to be able to do all that. Nobody can do it, and it's just hard. Right. Plus, they're not going to do it as good as say the owner of that place because they got more into it right. than the, the employee. It's they like training someone to be. It's like tra- it's training someone to do a thousand different things versus training someone to do five things. It's obviously Correct. training someone to do five things is a lot easier, and you can train a lot more people with the same time to do five things versus training one person to do a thousand. And it's just that's the way I would go. I wouldn't want to do a hundred different things. So one size pizza sounds perfect. It is. It's easy to track. Yeah, right. You, you know exactly just, how much ingredients you're going to use on every single pizza. There's no variation. Everything's the same. Yeah, and it's say with that with the dough boxes, we use um, WRH dough boxes. So we six per box. So you can imagine our Friday night dough stash is. I mean, it's yay tall. We yeah. roll it out and start rolling them. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, I miss those days. That's that's interesting. So what? So what? Where's it? What's the future hold? What are you excited about? Um, I'm excited. What? I got. We're gonna start messing around with burgers, and I know we kind of sold out a little bit. We went to a conveyor oven. We were yeah. using Hot Rocks at our other store. Yeah. It was just so much maintenance just to keep it operational. Um, we started off with Marsal. Yep. the 1060s which i love them but you got to have a deck person dancing the pies all the time yeah so with our output say friday saturday night you're those days you're 800 plus pies wow. not even counting wings pretzels salads wraps so we had to look at a way to get more efficient so i i feel like it's a little bit of a sellout but Actually, it has increased our sales vastly just because we can keep up with demand. Because the Marsal's great ovens, but they get, they can't, the heat generation just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. The what, what kind of oven did you switch to? What What is the name of your oven? Uh, we went to Edge yeah. and then run a double deck. Um, we just put two new edges in our West Monroe location, took the hot rocks out. So those can do a ton of pies in an hour. Dude, not even funny. And it's consistent because nice. you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, no heat loss. Um, yeah. Hot rocks was good, but middle of the thing, middle of a rush, the flame rod would, the flame igniter would go out. And I go drive an hour and a half to go put a new one in. It's like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I'm in the pool trying to right? drink beer. <laughs> and I work out an oven. Yeah, those, uh, those, those conveyor ovens are very easy to work and convenient for sure. Yeah. And then, the dough, luckily, the dough is, I think, is that good where it could override the conveyor style oven to where it's, it, it does put out a nice little crisp on the bottom, where 
it is a decent pizza. Yeah, like, good. My favorite you're, pizza is just cheese. Yeah, mine too. And you're in a brewery too, so a lot of people are probably drinking some beers, eating some pizza. It's more oh, of an yeah. environment than it is like looking for the perfect pizza, right? Like you're just making a good pizza for people to have dinner with their family and have a couple of drinks with. That's a perfect environment for that. Yeah, now at my house when I make Napoli style, yeah, that's a whole different game. Exactly. And then uh, the the Roma tomatoes, I'll just crush them down and, and just make my own sauce, and it's 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 a different pizza. Yeah, you got you got to mess around. I lo- I love doing that at my house too. I have a couple uh, like unis and Gosney ovens that I mess around with in the backyard with the friends when they come over and the kids' friends. It's it's a great place to do that. And then that's what pizza's about in the backyard, some beers and just throwing out pies. Yeah. No rush, no ticket times, just having fun and exactly. enjoying the craft. Yeah. That's what yeah. I love. And experimenting, right? Like experimenting with dough, experimenting with topping, seeing how things come oh, yeah. out, like trying new things. That's what I like. We did a Euro pizza a couple weeks, a couple months ago, and that was delicious. What's with that? What was on sauce. that? So we did Euro meat on it, tzatziki sauce. Oh, we yeah, yeah. Run, run the cucumbers on the mandolin. Just where they're just paper thin, it would just crisp up so nice in the oven. A little bit of feta on it, dill, lemon oh, wow. to you, top it off. You know who had a pizza like that that I've been to one time? Ali from, uh, I think it's 786 Degrees in California. Uh-huh. Um, he has a couple of unique pizzas like that that he serves. So you should look, look him up in the, in the, uh, on his website. In, uh, I will. Check out. It sounds The pizza you just described sounds exactly like one of the pizzas he makes. Yeah, it's just so summery fresh yeah. i guess springy yeah and then it's, it's uh, next yeah. month that's and then that's, next month we roll out our forget about it pizza what's that the fucking forget about it <laughs> <laughs> so it's got uh marinara provolone 18 salamis um 18 pepperonis and meatballs black pepper red pepper fresh we grind all our own parmesan cheese and it's just it's sexy that's awesome that's called the forget about it Forget about it. There you go. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Jeff, Jeff Rowe, yes, it sir. says in your bio right there. I love talking to you, my man. Right. Where can people go? I appreciate you taking the time out, hanging out with me here today. Where I can people go see if, if they want to go, like, say hello to you on Instagram or your pay- website? Where should they go? Uh, Chef Jeff Rowe on Instagram. Sorry, I was not trying to be pompous with that. My buddy did it for me. He's like, oh, you're a chef. I said, no, I'm a jet engine mechanic. Um, <laughs> Flying Heart Brewing and Pub, or flyingheartbrewing.com, that'll get you to us as well. And then also on our Facebook, Flying Heart Brewing and Pub. And it's, if anyone has any questions, I will help you out to the best of my ability because this is a community. Yeah. The only community that has its own freaking podcast for the craft. <laughs> right? uh, that's it's, awesome. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll link all that up in the show notes as well for that. Uh, head over to Smart Pizza Marketing, your Instagram, your personal Instagram, the business, the website. We'll link all that up in the show notes uh, for this episode Perfect. of the show. Jeffro, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Don't go anywhere, but I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, sir. Everyone stay positive. Thank you to Jeff for joining me on the podcast. Again, if you want to join me as a guest, hit me up on Instagram or go to our website, smartpizzamarketing.com. There's a tab there. It says, join SPM. Just tell me a little bit of information about yourself. If you're a product or service, though, email me. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. We'll work something out a different way. But if you're a operator, or a business person who wants to join me and share some information about their business, not sell anything, but share and just have a conversation about pizza and business and marketing, there's a button there. Sign it up. Let me know who you are, what you do. Somebody will reach out to you. Thank you so much for joining me or listening to the podcast. I very much appreciate it. 
Leave me a review on iTunes, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great one.